Hello everyone, my name is Brendan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners They Were Not My Stories Podcast. Let's have a little bit of fun today. I am going to be fan casting Star Wars. Now let me be clear. I am going to list some actors and actresses who I would like to see in Star Wars movies or streaming shows. I am not going to be saying what characters they should play. We're not going to be taking existing characters and imagining them as live action. These are just a list of Actors and actresses who I would like to see in a Star Wars product someday, and not in any particular role. So let's begin with the actors. I'm going to list five actors and a runner-up. The runner-up is Aaron Eckhart. You would probably know him best as Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. A role for which I do not believe he gets enough credit. A lot of evil focus, rightly so, on Keith Ledger's mesmerizing turn as the Joker. But sometimes I think we forget that the heart of that movie is Harvey Dent. The movie is about the Shakespearean level tragedy and fall of Harvey Dent, how a good man becomes evil. And that man is played brilliantly by Aaron Eckhart. Now that is the only major movie role that I've seen him in. He did play the co-pilot in Sully with Tom Hanks. And unfortunately, some of the movies in his career have not been that good. Including I, Frankenstein. But regardless of those, I would love to see Aaron Eckhart get that chance to be in a Star Wars film. And he could play anything because I believe he has the range to do it. So he is our runner-up. Now the five that I will list are in no particular order. So number five would be Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson, of course, is the father of Donald Gleeson. Donald Gleeson plays General Hux. Brendan Gleeson, you may recognize as Mad-Eye Moody in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Menelaus in Troy. And also the prison cook in Paddington 2. Which, by the way, was a brilliant role. Brandon Gleason is, I think, one of those actors that whenever I hear his voice, whenever I see him in film, I'm mesmerized. Yet again, he could play anything. He could play a good guy, he could play a bad guy. Maybe some kind of really gruff uh, character. Maybe a Jedi Master who's kind of a pain in the rear on his students. 
Who knows? But he has the range to play any kind of role. Number four, Derek Jacobi. Derek Jacobi you may recognize as the old senator in Gladiator. Senator Gracchus. As well as roles in Tolkien. The recent biopic of the author. Playing one of the professors that taught Tolkien. Jacobi is also the chorus in Kenneth Branagh's 1989 film version of Henry V. Shakespeare's Henry V which is uh, one of my favorite movies and one of the reasons I love Derek Jacoby. He also showed up in movies like Nanny McPhee, movies like Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella. It was the live-action Cinderella a couple years ago. And even in The Golden Compass, which I actually quite liked. So Derek Jacoby, yet again, great range. I can see him as an old, distinguished politician, or an old Jedi Master. You know, he could play a myriad of roles. So he's my number four. Number three is Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe, you may recognize, of course, from Inception as the businessman psycho as Lord Katsumoto in The Last Samurai. Great role. Oscar-nominated role. As well as roles in things like Letters from Iwo Jima. And, and the list goes on. Yet, I think he would be a perfect Jedi. It is, a, it is a story, and I don't know how true this is, but George Lucas had considered legendary Japanese actor Toshiro Mifune to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mifune was probably the most famous Japanese actor of his time. He passed away 20 years ago. But if you were to say, who is the modern equivalent of Mifune? It's Ken Watanabe. Watanabe if I'm saying it correctly. I would love to see him as a Jedi. He could bring that samurai quality to the Jedi. Which is oddly enough what the Jedi are based on. The word Jedi means history, or era, or period in Japanese. A Jedi Geki is what they call the history films. Which I think more or less means history piece. So he's my number three. Number two, Peter Dinklage. Oh gosh, where to begin with this guy? He of course is most well known right now for his role as Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. But he's also known as Boulevard Trask in X-Men Days of Future Past, which is a great role. And minor roles in movies like Elf, where, as you recall, he beats up Will Ferrell. He's also done some voice work in video games and animated films. He is just one of those actors that can play a good guy, can play a bad guy, 
he played kind of a guy where you don't really know where he stands morally. I think he has the range to do it. And whenever he's on screen, in anything, I am captivated. The voice, the look. And the great thing about him is he has managed, I think, to break the mold of being a little person in Hollywood and be, be able to play more interesting roles. Even roles, like in the case of Boulevard Trask in X-Men Days of Future Past, the character, it didn't matter what if, if Dinklage was a quote-unquote little person. All that mattered is they needed a good actor with that role. The role was not written to be played by a person with dwarfism. That's not the way the character is in the comics. And so that shows you that all they needed was a good actor. And it didn't matter what his height was. So he could play anything and it wouldn't mean and there would be no limitation, I think, on what he could play. And there's just a he's just has that range and is able to play so many characters and deliver his lines with such with such precision that's so brilliant. So Peter Dinklage my number two. Number one, Brian Cranston. Oh boy, yet again, where do I begin with this guy? Now those of you who like me felt a little bit miffed at his minor role in Godzilla in 2014. Yet, even though he wasn't on screen that much. When he was on screen, he completely owned it. Of course, he is most famous as Walter White on Breaking Bad. And also, the dad in Malcolm in the Middle. I even saw him the other day when I was watching John Carter. Which should have been called John Carter of Mars, but that's another story. Cranston also recently was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor in the movie Trombo, playing blacklisted screenwriter Dalton Trombo, who is the man who wrote Spartacus, uh, the movie, not the TV series. So Brian Cranston is astonishing. Like Peter Dinklage, you are compelled as an audience member to hang on every single word that comes out of Cranston's mouth. My friend showed me a scene of Cranston as Walter White. I swear, I could not take my eyes off him. He's that captivating. And like all the other actors on this list, he could play all kinds of characters. So Ryan Cranston is my number one. So let's recap. Runner-up, Aaron Eckhart. Number five, Brendan Gleeson. Number four, Derek Jacobi. Number three, Ken Watanabe. Number two, Peter Dinklage. And number one, Brian Cranston. Let's jump over to the actresses. My runner-up, Emily Blunt. Speaking of range, Emily Blunt has played a wide variety of characters. I have to admit, I've got a little bit of a crush on her because of Edge of Tomorrow. 
which if you have not seen Edge of Tomorrow, or now it's called Live, Die, Repeat, check it out. It is amazing. And she's the buff in it, very buff. So she has range. She can play all kinds of characters. She can play regal nobility. She can play senators and politicians. She can play a soldier. She can play a Jedi. Range like you cannot believe. And yes, I think she's kind of cute. So, and I love her British accent. I just think it's adorable. So she's my runner-up. Uh, number five. Denai Guerrero, if I'm saying her name right. She plays General Okoye in Black Panther. And in Infinity War and in Indian. What a great character. I was talking to my friend this morning about how Black Panther is great as a movie because even though T'Challa is the main character, and he's male, he is supported by four women. His mother, his sister, his girlfriend, and his general. And he would not be where he is without them. I absolutely love Denai Guerrero as a queen. I know she's also well known for uh, being on uh, The Walking Dead. And she just has such a distinct look. I love her kind of swan neck. She's a very nice look. She's very striking looking. So I would love to have her in Star Wars. Number four, Millie Bobby Brown. Ah, Eleven from Stranger Things. Talk about breaking out on the scene. An electrifying presence she is on Stranger Things. Just so captivating and just came out of nowhere, I swear. Um, now, there have been fans talking about how much they would like to see her playing a young Princess Leia. Now, like I said, I don't want to assign characters to the actors. And also, I do not believe that there will be a young Leia film. Because of Solo's box office performance, I think Disney and Lucasfilm may be hesitant to make a movie about the younger days on any of our characters. Now, if any of the streaming shows or future movies call for Princess Leia to make an appearance, I would not be opposed to Millie Bobby Brown playing like a 14-year-old Princess Leia. But, I would just like to see Millie Bobby Brown in any role. As a Padawan, we've never seen a Padawan girl on film. Or in live action, um, I should say. Uh, but, or she could play a kind of pickpocket street rat that's running around, kind of one of the slummier planets. You know, kind of a, where Hansel and Kira started their journey. On Corellia. So, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown, my number four. Number three, Viola Davis. Ah, I love Viola Davis. She is truly just an astonishing actress. 
I had first heard about her because of the movie Doubt that came out in 2008. But I have to admit, I have not seen Doubt. I first saw Viola Davis in a movie in The Help. She was astonishing. Astonishing in that. And of course, recently she won an Oscar for Fences, which she was marvelous in. She has a commanding presence. She has a, a dignity that when she appears on screen, you pay attention to her. She could play a politician or a general, but she's got that commanding presence. And she just brings so much to the table. She's a great actress, but she also is so captivating. And I just think that I was so pleased when she won Best Sporting Actress for Fences. But she really delivered, though I think that should have been a Best Actress nomination. She has just been popping up all over the place. Including even in things like Suicide Squad and Ender's Game. She really has a lot of range. A lot of our actors on these lists have a serious amount of range. And she is no exception. Viola Davis, my number three. Number two, Kate Blanchett. Ah. Of course, Elizabeth from the movie Elizabeth. Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. Hela from Thor Ragnarok. The list goes on and on and on. She is a marvelous actress. I was talking to my friend this morning about what it is about Kate Blanchett that's so captivating. He said that he was very impressed by her performance as Hela because she kind of had a chip on her shoulder. And really, I think that works so well. And really, she is able to be kind on, on screen. She's also able to be very loving. But on the flip side, she can also be quite menacing. She can definitely have that attitude. She has serious range. Now, one thing I noticed. There's a character in Star Wars Rebels named Governor Price. Arinda Price is the governor of the planet Lothal. She looks like Kate Blanchett. Or at least looks like what Kate Blanchett looked like in Indiana Jones the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The same hair, the same kind of demeanor, not the accent, thank goodness. But the voice actress actually, when she does the voice of Governor Price, sounds sounds a bit like Kate Blanchett. Like I wonder if they took inspiration from that. Yet again, I do not believe Kate Blanchett would play that character brought to life. I don't really want to see that. I think I'd want to see something different. One thing we have never seen is a Sith lady. But Dark Lords of the Sith, what about our Dark Ladies of the Sith? What if Benny Alvin Weiss are doing an Old Republic movie 
And Kate Blanchett is called upon to be a Sith lady who's like the main antagonist. Wow. Wearing kind of all goffed out like she was a seller. You know, kind of dark eyeshadow and got a red lightsaber and dark robes. Just, yeah, it would be amazing. Kate Blanchett, I absolutely love Kate Blanchett, my number two. Number one, drumroll please, Michelle Yeoh. Ah, you may recall Michelle Yeoh from Crouching Tiger and Dragon. Well, she plays the older, uh, the older woman. I'm drawing a blank on the character's name. She just recently appeared as the mom of our main male character in Crazy Rich Asians. She's also Captain Philippa Giorgio on Star Trek Discovery. Whenever Michelle Yeoh is in a film, I am immediately captivated. One, I think she's a very beautiful woman. She's probably nearing 60, but she looks fabulous. I gotta say. But she, like so many of these other actresses, brings such a commanding presence. I'm, I have to admit, I'm currently writing a story and I am picturing her as one of the characters, the Prime Minister of one of the countries. She's got that politician feel. She could be a Jedi, she could be a Sith, she could be a politician, she could be some kind of crime lord, you name it. Michelle Yeoh, my number one. So let's recap really quick. Um, so let's recap. Runner-up, Emily Blunt. Number five, Danai Guerrero. Number four, Billy Bobby Brown. Number three, Viola Davis. Number two, Kate Blanchett. And number one, Michelle Yeoh. So this is kind of my fantasy draft of actors I'd love to see in Star Wars. Let me know what you think. You can follow me on YouTube at TastyWall, on Twitter at BrennanBlue, B-R-E-N-N-E-N-B-L-U-E, -E -E. on Facebook at BrennanMar, and if you like what I've said, please subscribe to this podcast. My name is Brennan Mar. that noise you hear is my ventilator. I thank you so much for tuning in to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.